0: Communication has been huge for me lately. I'm really, really trying to work on it, like about, I guess, perspective and expectations within communicating.
1: Hey, it's Ron Thiessen. Welcome to another episode of the Human Being Project by The Change Evolutionist, where my daughter Janelle and I explore the difference between being and doing.
2: In a world of constant distractions, sky-high expectations, and the relentless pursuit of more, We examine what would happen if we made space for more being and less doing. Our guest in this episode, Christy, has been working hard on her communication skills in the workplace with great success. So recently, she decided to up her communication game in her personal relationships, specifically at home. But she's hitting a few roadblocks And as we'll discover throughout the episode, it's quite possible
0: that she's getting in her own way. In certain relationships, you know, with my husband or someone that I'm really close with, I can hear all these things and learn all these things and take it all in and even advise other people. But when it comes to those relationships that are close to you, I just go back to what I know. And so I just, I don't know if I can get some, some tools or, or advice in that regard, because I just get, I feel like I get so far and then I get so frustrated with myself. The most important relationship to you and you struggle the most with learning new things, right?
1: Well, that's because it, it, t- it taps the deepest part of you, right? So, uh, you know, if anything that you feel like is not up to par, that's where it's going to come out the most because... Those relationships create the most pressure because they're pretty continual, right? Yeah. So can you give me an example of the kind of communication issue that you're talking about?
0: I think like, you know, I get triggered and then I kind of like revert back maybe to my old ways. I maybe go into a conversation with good intentions and because I'm working on all these different tools I've learned. I feel that I'm maybe getting triggered when the other person isn't. So I'm just like, okay, so I'm trying to listen and validate and all Mm -hmm. of these things. And then I'm not being heard. All the things I'm working on is triggering me that I'm not getting that back. Mm -hmm. And the other individual doesn't, isn't working on communication and learning about this, working on these things. So You know, it's the expectations I have that, like, meet me where I am instead of me meeting them where they are. I feel like I'm an empathetic person and I'm good with that. But then, like, certain times, it's like, why do I expect them to know where I'm at or where I'm coming from, you know?
1: So, do these people that you're talking about, I imagine you must be people in your family, do they know that you're working on communication? Uh, No. And why haven't you communicated that to them?
0: It's up. comes back to that whole thing like working out communication but the simplest thing is communicating with someone where you're coming from
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i'm getting frustrated that it's like i'm working on communication but with the expectations that they're working on it along with me and they don't even know i'm working on it you mm-hmm. know so i think i came to that realization myself i need to communicate that you know yeah. in a situation maybe where there's not um There's not a conflict or something just in another conversation. And maybe I can use this. Say Mm. I'm in a Mm. podcast today, learning about communication. I'm really working Mm -hmm. on communication.
2: Is there any chance that you are testing the theory? Like you're reading about the communication, you're learning some techniques and you're like, I wonder if these work. I won't tell the other person I'm working on communication. I'm just going to see if I use these tactics, do they actually produce results?
0: Maybe, maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's something like that. I also like want to see like it's yeah, it's almost like if they know that I'm working on it, then they're just going to be like, oh, these are these tools that she's been given to work on communication or whatever. I want to see if it's if it's going to work, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm wanting to test it out and see if it's going to work. And if they know that. I'm doing that, then it might not work. I think it's important to point out that although
2: the communication techniques we talk about in our weekly emails things like active listening, asking before assuming, and the use of nonverbal communication. Although they're very practical and useful, they're only effective when your intent is to deepen your connection with the other person. It's a perfect example of being versus doing actually because you can practice the techniques, but if your heart isn't invested in creating openness and vulnerability, the techniques will ultimately be ineffective.
0: I feel like maybe I've like progressed with my communication and I've worked on it with friends and and coworkers and whatever and now this is the biggest challenge maybe is like working on it with your husband, right?
1: Where do you feel like it breaks down in that relationship? Where does the communication break down? What typically happens?
0: I feel like we're both doing the same thing where we've already um made assumptions as to what the other one's thoughts are, right? Mm-hmm. But prior to mm-hmm. communicating it and then just like you're already in that headspace, right? And I've tried to like not do that, but then he's doing that. So then, you know, like you get back into it. That makes mm-hmm. sense.
1: You know, I, I find that many people think that communication is not something that you grow in. It's just uh, that the way that you communicate is the way that you communicate and people that know you just need to accept that but mm-hmm. actually communication is something that you can get better and better at doing if you if you want to work at it. But mm-hmm. most people don't think that. So when you are, if you're working on, on your communication skills and you think that they should either realize that you're working on them or they should be working on them as well, um, it's a very rare person that takes on the challenge of working on their communication skills, unless they are Sort of in trouble in their relationships. You know, they're, they're seeing things are going sideways too often here. And I really need to do something to, to make a change. So for you to, to anticipate that your husband or, or anybody else that you're communicating to, uh, is thinking like you that they want to improve their communication skills, that's likely not happening. And you, you talking about it, what you're trying to do actually may make them aware that there's maybe something they could do as well to work on their own communication. But in communication, as within anything, you can't make somebody do what you want them to do. If they don't make the change for themselves, it's not going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're communicating with somebody else, if we take just one-on-one communication, you're communicating with your husband, the things that you are trying to communicate uh, with each other come through the filters that you have set up between yourselves about what communication means. So for instance, if you feel like you're talking about certain things with him and he's kind of condescending to you, like he th- he thinks you don't really understand or you don't really know what he's talking about, it's a little over your head or something like that. And so he speaks to you in a way that you feel like, hey, I know this stuff that you're telling me. What you hear is skewed by the filter through which you hear it. And it means then that, The message that you're sending is almost never the message that's being received because it's coming through the filters of the person that you're sending the message to. And being as clear as possible in your communication makes for better communication. And when you're leaving all kinds of things unsaid, it means that you're expecting the other person to understand where you're coming from without you having said anything. You might want to start by just sitting down, like you said, not when you're in an argument, not when mm-hmm. things are tense, but but to sit down and say, here's some things I've been working on because I feel like I need more clarity in communication. I feel like uh, there were some things maybe I wasn't doing right. And I've been learning some stuff about this. And I just want to talk to you about what I'm learning about. And that actually could set a great example for him. Oh, she feels like she needs to work on something. Because he may feel like you don't really need to work on your communication skills. He might feel like you're very clear and you, you tell me exactly what you think. And I don't know why you would think you need to work on your communication skills. The whole point of good communication is to lower the resistance to the message. Okay, So when, when I'm communicating with somebody, my objective, if I want to be clear, is I want to reduce the obstacles To my message getting through. And if the other person has no idea of what you're trying to do, that is a huge obstacle. And there's another thing about communicating, about relating interpersonally altogether. And that is that when we have a relationship that we have on a regular basis. So this would be like family, uh, even like boss at work or coworkers, people that you relate to all the time. As human beings, we establish patterns of the way that we relate. And we have to do that because we can't restart the relationship every time we see the person. Right. So we, we have these patterns and I, I kind of see it as a circle. There are certain things that happen in the relationship with this happens, this happens, then that happens, then that happens, then that happens. And in communication, it's the same thing. We start off here and then we go here and then we go there and then we go there and we bring up all the stuff from the past. And then we go here and we're saying, Oh, we're, this is happening to us again. And then we start the whole cycle all over again. And when you're in communication, if you want the communication to be different, all you have to do is break the pattern. Because when you break the pattern, it means then that you, like you might do something that makes things worse. Actually, you know what I normally do is this: I normally am just quiet, I don't say anything, and then it blows over. And so now I decide I'm going to say something. Okay, I say something. Whoa, well, that didn't work out too good. Uh, We got into a really big fight about that. Or uh, you might find it was a really good outcome, or it might be sort of neutral, like I didn't really see any difference. But the fact that you do something different often opens the door to a different conversation about what happened. You know, so if your typical thing is to not say anything and you say what you're thinking and they go, whoa, I never heard that from you before. And all of a sudden the door is open now to talk about something different. This is not the usual thing that we do right. over and over again, but now we're talking about something different. And obviously it's easiest if there are two people who are, are trying to communicate with each other and they're both working on their communication skills. That's obviously the best. If they break the pattern together, that's the easiest, but you can break the pattern alone and just create a different outcome. And it often adds spice to the relationship too. You know, normally this is what we do and it's kind of boring. I know exactly what to expect. And, you know, here we go again. And you introduce something different and what you, whoa, a different reaction. And it just starts creating something different. Oftentimes it can be very exciting. You know, sometimes even when you get in an argument or a fight, there's a certain level of excitement there, right? Because now you're passionate about something. You have two opposite points of view or you're disagreeing about something. So, you know, you have to speak up and say something or you just let the opportunity go past. But if you're gonna speak up and say something, there's excitement there. It's a bit of a challenge. I'm gonna see if I can convince them to see my side or maybe I'm gonna listen and and hear their side and and maybe it's gonna change my thinking.
0: So I guess I have expectations around when you're communicating whether it's a disagreement or or whatever it is that I I always want it to like end with a resolution. I feel like the cycles happening but it's never completing, right? Like it's, it comes to a halt where it's almost like both parties kind of get interrupted or or Tired of the communicating or both feeling like they're not getting anywhere. I don't believe that you always have to end up with someone choosing someone's side, saying there's a disagreement. I agree. I don't like feeling like, okay, that argument or whatever was a waste of time because we're no further along.
1: I have a good suggestion for you, but it is a little bit cumbersome at the beginning. So you just have to be prepared. But if you want to change that kind of scenario... There's a really straightforward way to do that. It's quite simple, but it's not easy. Okay. So here's the formula. So if you're in a conversation with someone else, so let's say for the sake of argument, right now it's your husband. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when one person is trying to speak, what happens often is that we interrupt what they said just generated a thought. And so now I'm going to interrupt because I've got something to say. And then sometimes we end up in a dead end or we end up in the same thing that we just repeated again. We always have the same conversation um, or or we we get off track. And, and sometimes we can be in an argument and we can say, what did we even start fighting about? What is this even about here? I think we lost our way and and that happens often, especially when we're reacting in the emotion of the moment. So if you want to have a clearer conversation, I have two recommendations. The first one is, if it's a fight you're exchanging harsh words. If you make a decision between you that this is what you're going to do when you're fighting, you sit down at the table across from each other, you hold hands and you look into each other's eyes and you set the timer for five minutes and then you can fight as much as you want. And when people do that, it's amazing because I always have people say, we didn't even get to the five minute mark. Because you're looking at each other's eyes and you're going like, this is so stupid. We're acting like six year olds here. You know, (laughs) why are we fighting about this? Why don't we just talk about it instead? But it's a difficult thing to do. Like, once again, that's a simple thing, but it's not easy to do because sitting across, it's very easy to yell an insult to somebody in the other room, you know, Uh, or to go muttering and mumbling to yourself, uh, you know, spewing all kinds of things that you'd like to say to the person. And they just know that that's what you're doing, but they don't hear you. That's easy to do, but looking in that person's eyes and holding their hands and saying, I'm committed to trying to build this relationship, but you know, right now we're disagreeing and totally okay to disagree. If you're in a relationship where you have no disagreements, that means only one thing. That's a dysfunctional relationship because that means somebody's not saying what they really think. You cannot have two people in such agreement that they never fight. It's one of the first things I ask a couple if they're coming to me for couple counseling in the first session, I'll ask them, how often do you guys fight? And it's very interesting because you can tell when they've had the conversation before getting to my office and they say, okay, so we're not going to say anything about that, right? Right. We're not going to say anything about this, right? Right. And and so they, they've got these parameters of what they're going to discuss or not. And fighting is definitely one of those. So if they say, well, well we hardly ever fight or we never fight. And I'll tell them, well, we have bigger problems than we thought because that means your relationship is dysfunctional. Somebody's not saying what they really think. So that's an mm-hmm. important thing about conflict. Conflict in a relationship, if there's more than one person, is inevitable. You're going to have conflict. So mm-hmm. just be prepared for that and just determine that you're going to use whatever energy is in the conflict, use that to build instead of destroy. Right. But what I was saying about this, this way of approaching conversation. So let's say you sit down, you're going to have a conversation about a certain topic. And let's say he's going to describe to you, let's say he goes first, he describes to you what he wants to talk about. After he's finished talking, you don't interrupt. You listen and listen carefully, which is one of the things that you're training yourself to do. And then after he's finished talking, then you ask this question, have you thought of anything you want to add to what you just said? Because lots of times people are, when they're talking about something, as they pass over a topic... They go, oh, I wanted to say that as they're a little further in the conversation. When I was talking about that, I wanted to say that and I forgot. So if you ask them, is there anything you want to add to what you said? Now they're a little bit further away from the situation, they're not under the same pressure. So they say, yeah, I did want to add this one thing. So they add what they're going to add. And then you say, okay, is that it? That's it. Okay. So let me tell you what I heard you say. And now you paraphrase back to them, this is what I heard you say. Doesn't mean you have to go word for word or line for line, but you want to get the idea that they were trying to communicate and paraphrase that back to them. And then ask them, is that what you were trying to communicate to me? Did I get it right? And they say, you got this part right, but this part, you're way off. Okay. So tell me again, say it to me again in such a way that I can grasp it. Tell me again what you're trying to say. And then when they do that, then you say, okay, anything to add to that? No. Okay. So here's what I heard you say. Did I get that right now? Okay. Now you got it right. Great. So now it's your time to talk and they have to do the same thing. They have to listen. And then when you're finished, ask you, is there anything you want to add? No. Okay. So this is what I heard you say. Is that right? And you, you correct or say, yeah, you got it exactly right. And then what's happened is that you have actually heard each other, but you've not only heard each other, you have assured the other person that you actually understood what they said. And now in this whole time of doing that, there's no requirement for agreement. There's only requirement for understanding. Mm -hmm. And so once you do that, then the discussion or the debate can go in a lot of different directions, but because now you understand where the other person is coming from. I just
2: love this statement. There's no requirement for agreement. There's only requirement for understanding. I I think that's what we get hung up on a lot in relationships. We think we have to be on the same page. And if we can't be on the same page, there has to be a clear winner. Somebody has to concede. But with that type of approach to communication, relationships deeply suffer. The only solution is to accept that, although you may not agree, You can do your best to understand, and failing that, fully accept that there are perspectives different from your own that are equally as valid. If you can accept that, people feel comfortable to express themselves around you, and your relationships thrive.
1: In communication, the part that interrupts things the most and causes misunderstanding is that the people don't hear each other. They didn't actually hear what the other person said. And you know what happens to us when we're in a conversation and someone is saying something, and even if we're not going to interrupt them, we have a response to what they said. We put it in our mind and we try to hold it there and then we stop listening, right? So if you just listen and say, I'm going to worry about my responses, you know, after I finish listening and I'm going to get the whole story Sometimes we're responding to things that are misunderstandings. And the reason that we're misunderstanding is because we didn't listen to the end. We only listened for a a certain part or we only listened until they got to the part where we disagree.
0: I like that. That's interesting because I do do that. I think I'm like, okay, I'm going to let them finish. But then Mm. you're holding on to what what you want to say, which Mm -hmm. might not even be relevant. Like I think we're so worried about forgetting what we wanted to say, mm-hmm. right? Like I mm-hmm. put a lot of emphasis on that. Oh, I had something to say and I forgot, whatever. Well, mm. doesn't matter. <laughs> it probably doesn't matter then.
1: But that's, that's not an easy place to get to, you know, for you to say, okay, well, I, I forget what I was going to say, but it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, because lots of times, even when we say that, it does matter. Like I, it was something important and I forget now. And I knew it was going to have an impact on this conversation. You know, they need to know where I stand or whatever. And maybe they don't, you know, like if you would listen to Janelle, she would just say, you can't remember it in the moment. Then it wasn't important for you to say at the time. Yeah. And maybe that's true.
0: Yeah. I would think, would you guys not agree? The listening and like hearing, I think that's the biggest part of communication breakdown. And that's, mm. that's what I'm finding now that I'm working on it. And this is another question I have for you, both. okay, so I'm working on this listening, hearing part and I find it super valuable, but then that's what's triggering me more than I'm just like, I wish that they had done that as well. Because as much as, you know, like it's so great to learn it yourself, but then you're just like okay, but now I'm not being heard. Like, you also want to be heard, you know? So yeah. it's like, yes, I'm glad yeah, I'm, I'm working on listening and hearing, but I want to be heard as well, mm-hmm. you know?
2: I'm just curious. You said that you've already been working on communication techniques with work and with friends. Yeah. And I'm curious what techniques you're using that are working.
0: I think with my staff, I really had a tendency to just, like if there was something that needed to be discussed, I felt like I was doing most of the talking. I knew the situation, I was dealing with it, that I was doing most of the talking. And so now I try and regardless of what I know, I try and come into it without an opinion on the situation if I wasn't involved and get their perspective, hear them out and do that where I repeat back to them and say, okay, so this is what I'm hearing from your perspective as to what happened and then I feel like then I can give a clear explanation of what what needs to be changed or how whatever they're dealing with needs to be resolved I think it's really helped build trust with my team because now I I feel like they they feel heard mm. it's such a important thing to feel heard by your manager and get your perspective out and I'm learning a lot too that there's always, two sides of course but a lot of times it's like they had a reason why it got there which sometimes makes sense rather than just concentrating on say the issue that ended up happening it's like okay what got them to make that decision and sometimes that made sense and it just didn't work out and you know being valuable with work now that's wanting me to do it in other parts of my world too
1: so i'm curious with what you're doing at work if they say something to you, like you said before, you would do most of the talking and you would bring the solution. So if they say something, you have a solution in mind, if they say something to you that doesn't fall in line with the solution that you were thinking, does that mean you change your solution?
0: Um, yeah, it potentially could. I can't think of an example of that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But usually the solution involves just like further training or understanding of a process or, or something like that. So maybe it just tweaks the direction I'm going. So yeah, it could change,
1: I guess. Because I'm thinking that when you say that you're building trust, then that means that you can only build trust with people when you respond to what they're saying to you, if you invite them to say something and you say, you know, I want your viewpoint, I want what you see about the situation, and then you base your solution on the input from them, that builds trust. If you say, I've got an idea for a solution, but I want to hear from you, and they say something and you completely ignore what they said and just implement your own solution, Mm. uh, then you're not going to have trust. So I'm wondering, do you do that in the family context? Do you have... Your agenda, and you're gonna make sure that that's the agenda that happens, so even if you ask for input doesn't mean it's gonna change what actually happens oh. maybe maybe that's happening. I don't know
0: uh, Beth, i th- I think you could be right i think i I definitely am using their input at work to come up with the solution or to change the solution if I had one previously okay but I want to say that probably it makes me think that when I'm going into uh discussion with home with my husband, whatever, like mm. I am already thinking at the outcome, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or maybe I have <laughs> I and, and have he, somewhere I'm trying to get it to go, <laughs> go <over my> <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> like, yes, I do. I'm
1: guilty. <laughs> and he's probably thinking, just say what you want so that it can be done. <laughs> yeah. So he's just like,
0: you're trying to get to this confusion. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's causing his, he's probably triggered by that. Why are we discussing that? If you want it to end in this right. way, it's just going right. to be right. Like, I'm probably yeah. not changing that solution based on what he's saying.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we're laughing about it, but that could, that could be a, a really the dynamic that's unfolding, you know? And yeah. so wh- why would there be any reason to change the communication? We already know what the outcome is going to be. doesn't matter how we discuss it. doesn't right. matter how many times we talk about it. It doesn't matter at what level we discuss it. The outcome is going to be the same.
2: I take it another step further. My way or my result is probably the ideal one because I'm manager of, let's say, this household. And yeah. I've done it a thousand times. I know it's convenient. I know it works. Just listen to me. Let's do it. Let's come on. like enough, right? That's kind yeah. of my approach. Which obviously shuts down all, all forms of communication. But yeah. what I was intrigued about when you, like before I sort of interjected with a different train of thought, you said, I would love it if the time and energy that I'm putting in to listening was reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And my experience with that has just been, if I say, I would really appreciate being listened to right now. I just would really like an opportunity to share till I'm done that's generally respected. Mm. But when it's not known that that's what you want and knowing you as a person, Christy, I know you're very, you're like, I've called you many times, you're Switzerland, like you're neutral, you're in safe space, you're a judgment-free zone, you are not quick to have opinions or quick to interject. So Mm -hmm. it's not always known that you would like to speak, especially by a big talker, right? And I know what your home environment is. I don't know if you've If you're surrounded by talkers, but they may not know that you would really just love an opportunity to say what you need to say without interruption. And if you told them, this is what I'm trying to create for you, and I would really
0: appreciate that in return. I honestly could say that, like, if you've met my dad or my dad's family, like, talkers and interrupters and like the Mm -hmm. whole thing. And that's what I know. And I feel like, I really worked on that because spending so much time communicating with my dad's family, I'm like, I know that I want to work on this for myself. I think a lot of that interrupting and that when you're in a situation where it's like, you don't want the awkward silence or maybe it's some sort of like anxiety thing or there's something else, something else there, you know, and even in work when I was doing all the talking, I think it was because maybe it was like kind of an uncomfortable situation. So that's how we deal with that in my family. And so I just like kind of stepped back from that and learned how good it has been for me. But yeah, at a certain point, you're like, okay, but yeah, I also want to be heard too.
2: That's good insight that -hmm. you have,
0: recognizing
2: Mm -hmm. that that's your family's response to discomfort or Mm -hmm. awkwardness is to talk a lot. And I would say that your approach has been the opposite. It seems like you are working very hard then on creating a communication standard that isn't like that.
1: Yeah. What you mentioned about your family, it probably has impact also on what you're feeling right now because the way that you were raised in your home environment, if you wanted your voice to be heard, you better make it heard. I'm sure that there must be a sort of an innate reaction in you when you feel like, I'm not being heard and I'm not being listened to. And now I want you to know what I'm doing here. You know, I am trying to listen. I'm trying to to implement these things of better communication. And you should know that's what I'm doing. You have that inward reaction. And in order for that to be known, you need to say something. That's probably a normal reaction that's coming up in you. And probably one of the reasons that you feel frustrated because you're not uh, saying that And nobody knows that you're working on these communication skills, or at least you haven't said it. So I think it might be really good for you to let the people in your family know, I'm really trying to work on my communication skills. Here's some of the things that I'm working on, my listening, et cetera. And they may jump in and help you in ways that you never imagined.
2: Yeah. 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 Or you could say, hey, can we collaborate on working Mm -hmm. on communication skills? Because I would appreciate support in -hmm. communication as well. Like, previously, dad, the way you said it, I love the way you said that she should take a family member aside and say, you know what, I'm really working on this. And the way that you worded that was perfect because I'm imagining being the recipient of that and I wouldn't feel defensive. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think that's
2: really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I do think there is a way that you can say, I really want to be a great communicator because I want to have good connection with you. I don't want to have you know hostility or arguments or whatever i want to be able to just get my point across and i really want to hear your point so do you think this is something that we could work on together and mm-hmm. then they're not defensive but you still get to say yeah. like it's not just you that i want to take care of i kind of also would love to experience great communication reciprocated it.
0: yeah
1: it seems to me like the way you're talking that you're looking at your communication as a whole package And you're going, like, I just want to be a better communicator. And you have some definitely some specific ideas of what that means. But rather than taking a big chunk and saying, you know, I want to be a better communicator. And when am I going to get there? And how am I going to get there? And what will it look like? Just do some experimentation. Maybe you want to sit down with your husband to say, I want to have a conversation with you about something. It could be about your communication, it could be about something else. Maybe there's something in particular that has been weighing on you and you really want to have a conversation about it, but it seems like there's never time or opportunity. And to sit down with him and say, I'm going to try some of my new communication skills that I've been working on in this conversation that we're going to have. And here's maybe what you could be looking for. Here's what I'm really trying to work on and then have this conversation and maybe follow the format that i was saying about you know letting the person speak and then clarifying and paraphrasing etc and then just do that about one situation that you're facing one aspect of your relationship or one aspect of your family life and then just see what happens
2: ron is a huge advocate for conducting small experiments the general principle is that you approach the experiments with curiosity and exploration. You're not making a long-term commitment or a drastic change because you're not looking for big results. You're simply choosing one small action that's in line with your goal on a micro level. So if your ultimate goal is to be, let's say financially secure and retired at age 50, but you're drowning in debt because you have poor spending habits, A small experiment might be to let an item sit in your Amazon cart for a few hours before you complete your order. But there's one more important part of the process that you can't forget.
1: Collecting the data. If you're going to do an experiment, you have to collect the data. So that means then that you need to be thinking even before you would have that experience, how do I feel about that I'm going to have this conversation, do I feel like, oh, this is going to be a great opportunity for me to, to say what I feel or what I think? Or, or do you feel nervous or do you feel trepidation about having that kind of conversation? Or do you feel like I really want them to know what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and this is my chance to make my stand? Whatever you're thinking, whatever you feel about that, and then how do you feel as you're having that conversation? And even as it's unfolding, you know, it may not be unfolding in the way that you want it to are you going to respond to that? Are you going to let it unfold or are you going to try to take it and steer it in the way that you want it to go? And if you decide to steer it, what's the outcome of that? If you decide to let it go, what's the outcome of that? And and once you've finished with the conversation to investigate your feelings about that, how did I feel that I didn't stand up for myself or that I did stand up for myself or that I interjected or whatever your response was? And then, because when you're doing the experiment, you want to find out if this is something that you should implement. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like the conversation that that conversation model that I was saying to you. You don't want to say, okay, from now on, this is the way we're going to talk. No, you just want to experiment with it and see, try that and see what happens. You go, oh man, this is, this takes forever. Like I'm bored to tears, you know, that trying to get through this, this, maybe that's what you'll feel, you know. So when you're doing experiments, you just need to pay attention to what's happening. And then you can decide based on the data that you collect, is it worth it for me to make a change in my behavior or the way that I structure these things, or were the results negligible to the point where I don't think I really need to change anything about what I'm doing?
0: I like that. There's so much overthinking, I think, on my
1: Hmm.
0: side when I go into a conversation. It's always like, I need to talk to you about something, (laughs) and then it's just like that like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, it's going to be negative. Like then, you know, oh, you're no, putting the talk. That, like, yeah, it's like, uh, like, I don't like to do that with anybody. I don't want mm-hmm. them to be like, oh, great. Mom wants to have a talk again or, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so then it's like, I don't know. I don't like talk myself out of it or I, you mm-hmm. know, and then you wait till you're maybe at a point where you're feeling a little more like aggressive. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you let. Things go too long or whatever. So it's all that like overthinking mm-hmm. around having these conversations because mm-hmm. you want to avoid it. I mean, like who does it?
1: Well, why don't you start it with a question? Like, let's say, let's just paint a scenario. Let's say that you feel a little bit nervous about the finances in your family and your husband takes care of all of that. And so you don't really know as much about it as you'd like to. So you can open that conversation with a question can I ask you a couple of questions about our finances? Uh, there's there's a few things I'd like to know about our finances. Can we talk about that? You know? So I'm I'm just using the finances as as an example. Okay. I'm not saying that's your case. Whatever it is, you know, even asking like, how do you feel about the way we communicate? That can open the door for that conversation, you know?
2: Or it can shut it. If I say that to Kev, he's he's shut right down. If I say, can I ask you a question? He's like, what?
0: I know. I know. <laughs> they're, so, they're so defensive they're like where is this gonna go why a question how do you take like the emotion out of
2: that right i think it's you make conversations more safe for example yeah. with men they feel that oh my gosh can i ask you a question is leading to janelle's agenda kev thinks yeah. right yes okay janelle is leading me to her agenda And it's definitely going to be my fault and I'm going to have to change something and this is not comfortable and I don't want to do it. Yes. But over time, I can't change his mind in one conversation because I've already taught him that that is actually what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Mm. But over time, I could slowly teach him that I asked you a question and then I dropped it. I got an answer and I dropped it. Okay. Or I asked you a couple questions. I didn't get my backup. I wasn't defensive and I didn't push my agenda. So the next time I say, can I ask you a question? He's going to be like, what? You know, (laughs) like he's a little more receptive.
1: Yeah. When you're having an argument, the most effective thing that you can do to take down the temperature in the argument is to take ownership of your own stuff. Okay. And not be blaming the other person or putting some kind of pressure on the other person. So- if you say something like, I've really been thinking lately about our finances and I realized there's a lot of things that I don't know. And, you know, maybe I've just been shutting my eyes because I didn't really want to know, but I'd like to know a little bit about our finances, you know, something like that, or okay. I've been working on, on my communication and I see that that I'm making progress at work. I see it in my team. I see things happening. I like what I see happening. I'd love to have the same thing happening here. In our home, but I'm thinking that maybe there are things that I'm doing that are getting in the way of my communication being as effective here as it is at work. Can we talk about that? Because I, I think that you might be able to enlighten me about some things that you feel happen when we try to communicate. And that's and, and,
0: powerful. And, and, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That taking ownership is huge. Immediately, defensiveness is is done.
0: Yeah. Right. And, I, and yeah, asking them the question how they can help you, right?
1: mm-hmm. yeah. They usually jump in on that. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll help you that on that.
0: Right. Yeah, they, <laughs> I have tips that. for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Communication is such a powerful thing because I can take an idea that's born here and I can think through, how am I going to talk about this idea? I can spread the idea to someone in the, when they catch what, I, what was born in my heart. Now there's two of us who understand and then it can exponentially grow from there you know if you and i exchange a dollar we both have a dollar but if we exchange an idea we both leave with two ideas mm. that's very powerful and that's kind of the same thing we're talking about here if it's just going to be an exchange you know uh, i'm demanding something from you and you're going to you're going to produce it but if you say this is what i've been thinking about and you invite someone into a conversation about what you've been thinking about, they have, they now they have insight about what you've been thinking. And chances are very good that they're going to respond with some insight for you about what they've been thinking, maybe even about what you've been thinking about. Mm. And how powerful would it be if, if you want to improve your communication? How powerful would it be to get feedback from someone who is the beneficiary of most of your communication or a lot of your communication yeah. and find out? What do they really think about the way you communicate?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Make it safe for them to communicate that to you, right? Because they probably right. have opinions, but they probably don't feel safe giving them, right? So if you give well, them that th- permission.
1: That does happen often in communication where the two people communicating and one or the other doesn't feel safe to say what they really think. You know, mm-hmm. so you can invite somebody. No, no, tell. I I want to hear. Tell me, really. Tell me what you think. And then you you know they they tell you. Say, I can't believe you think that.
0: Yeah. But well, yeah. you just
1: made it really unsafe, right? Yeah. And and if that's the if that's their if that's what they're used to, then obviously they're going to be skittish. But if they see that you know you you do it and and you don't have a, a that kind of a reaction, you actually let them say what they're going to say and you take it into consideration and you listen and you and you feed back to them this is what i heard you say and you know sometimes you might have to do that without giving an opinion then about what you heard this is what they think it could be hurting you you could feel like that's so unfair they don't even realize what's actually happening here but when you don't respond like that to them and tell them that they're off base you take it to yourself and you go like what do i need to do about this You are in a process of really trying to grow in your understanding and functioning in communication, which is great, but you probably have habitual patterns of the way that you communicate. You talked about one of them being in your family, and this is the way that you got your point across. So patterns of the way that you communicate that you've established over many years. And when you're trying to break those patterns and you're trying to re- communicate in a different way or you're trying to have different behavior this goes for anything it, not just communication but when you're dealing with something that's been a chronic issue you can deal with it at the beginning and you get some immediate relief because you can implement some strategies or some wisdom about it you're going to try a different thing and it works and, and it feels well, okay i made some progress and it gives you some immediate relief you know you were you were feeling like i got to change something here and you change something and you got good results but as you move down the road you will be coming back to that chronic problem and dealing with it at different levels. And as you as you develop, you can understand more and more. You're like you're growing in communication. You understand more about communication, and you understand more and more how you could be misunderstood or things that you did that cut people off and they weren't able to communicate with you properly. So you understand more, and then when you understand more, you see more in your behavior things that you wish weren't there because now it makes sense. I I should get rid of that. And oftentimes when people get discouraged and they feel like I'm right back at the beginning, like I'm back at the starting point of what I was working on in communication at the beginning, but it really is not that you are actually dealing with it now at a deeper level because you have more maturity in understanding the issue. And so now you can deal with it at a deeper level rather than just sort of the kid level that you dealt with it at the beginning you're maturing, you're getting to your adulthood and you're going, okay, this is a different animal than I thought it was at the beginning. And, uh, and wow, there seems to be a lot of work here to do. And, and it, certainly in my experience, the more that I understood about communication, the more I realized that there was to work on. Communication is one of those areas. I don't think we'll ever stop growing there. If that's something that we want to grow in, you, there's always things that you can learn. And usually you're learning them from other people or from your interactions with other people
0: that makes me feel better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Christy, we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Thanks for being here today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, letting me experience this. It was great.
2: Ron Thiessen is the change evolutionist and a practicing psychologist and educator. To apply as a guest on the podcast, please visit thechangeevolutionist.com forward slash podcast guest.